0: Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I am thrilled you could join us here today. We are going to be talking about joy through engagement, and we have three ladies with us that are going to be talking about open circle adult day services and and how that provides wonderful care and engagement to their members, as well as respite for their care partners. Now, before I introduce you to our guests, You know, I always like to do a couple of shout outs. So I just want to thank the Mark Arneson Band for letting us use their opening music, clearing and call. And I also uh, encourage you to go to alzheimerspeaks.com. We have a bunch of free educational resources you can tap into. Uh, You can also find Dementia Map uh, by going through our free educational resources that has over 150 categories that you can search. And then maybe you've got a child or a grandchild that you're trying to talk about dementia to and you don't know quite how to approach it. We've written a book called Betty the Bald Chicken, Lessons in How to Care, and you can find that uh, on the website as well. And then last, I'm just going to give a shout out. We're doing a film screening and talk back at the YMCA in Andover, Minnesota, and that will be June 10th from 10 to 12, and you can call 763-230-9622 if you are interested in participating in that. Now, today, we are going to be talking with Terry Joskey Lane and Cora Cromore, both who are employees of the Open Circle, and then Elaine Loftchrist whose husband Marv actually goes there. So we're going to hear from both staff and family on this. And it was interesting. I was talking to a friend the other day about this show and she lives in Colorado and and, um, here she has a relative up in Minnesota that was just talking to her raving about Open Circle. And I said, oh, I can't wait to do this show. This is going to make it even more fun. Well, ladies, I am so excited to have you all together today to talk about Open Circle. Um, I have heard wonderful, wonderful things about uh, the work you guys are doing. So what I'm going to do is just start out by having um, each of you introduce yourselves, and then we'll, we'll dive into our questions. And uh, Terry, if you wouldn't mind starting, I would appreciate that.
1: Yeah, thanks, Lori, for having us. I'm Terry Josky lang and I am the Center Director of Open Circle Adult Day Services of Hopkins.
0: Wonderful, thank you. And Cora? Yeah,
2: thank you so much for having us. My name is Cora Cromer and I am the Center Director at the Open Circle Adult Day Program that's located in Apple Valley.
0: Thank you. And Elaine?
2: And
3: I'm Elaine Loftquist, and I'm a family participant at the Open Circle in Heritage Park, and I take my husband, Marv, there.
0: Wonderful. Thanks, ladies. Um, I always start out by asking everyone, you know, the the same question, because I always find this interesting. And I know, I know our audience does as well. And that is, um, and I'll point this to each one of you. So we're not talking uh, over one another. Um, But Terry, have you been personally touched by dementia um, in your own family or circle of friends?
1: Yes, I have, Lori. Um, I, I do have quite a bit in my family. My mother had Alzheimer's, my grandfather did. And I had probably close to six aunts and uncles. In fact, my mother was at a memory care with two of my uncles at the same time. Um, and then most recently, my mother in law um, just passed away this December. So, a lot of history.
0: Oh my gosh. That is a lot of history for one family. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for sharing that. Every, everyone's situation is a little bit different. Cora, how about you? Have, have you been touched personally by dementia? I would say not as much as Terry in, in
2: my family. I have some great aunts that were living with dementia who have all passed away. My grandmother is 92 years old. <laughs> And she hasn't ha- doesn't have any diagnosis of dementia. She's doing really well. Um, she is starting to be a little bit forgetful on things. And, you know, some people will say, oh, that's just old age. And we know that um, dementia isn't a normal sign of aging. So, um, but she's doing really well. And it's a lot of her sisters um, did get a diagnosis of dementia, though.
0: Okay, great. And Elaine, you're here because your, your husband goes to open Circle. So um, have you been personally touched by dementia?
3: Well, aside from Marv, no. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was kind of a surprise to us. Our, both of our families have a lot of heart problems. And we lost um, three of our four parents when they were in their 60s. And so that was usually before even a dementia would be even on the horizon. Even though Marv was diagnosed at age 67, um, and my mom died at age 86, so yeah, um, Alzheimer's really was not in, you know, in my circle at all until Marv's diagnosis. And now we have our circle, big circle of friends, um, is are all, because of Alzheimer's, we've met so many wonderful people on this journey who are on the journey with us that are affected with Alzheimer's. So, yeah, many people now in our lives are affected by this disease.
0: Okay, great. Thank you. Um, It is amazing how you do develop this new, um, new peer group and how close people become because so many people don't understand the journey and when you when you find that camaraderie and that understanding and acceptance, um, I think it really makes life easier. I know it did for me. My mom had dementia for thirty years, and um, you know it can be a lonely journey if you're not hooked up with people that really understand, you know what it's all about. Um, Terry, I'm going to go up to you and just have you tell our audience um, about Open Circle and and kind of explain what is. An adult day service, what can people expect and some of the benefits and things like that?
1: Sure. So we are an adult day program that's designed to provide support to individuals with changing cognitive, physical, and or social abilities. And really work with them to help them achieve their goals by attending really holistically to um, mind, body, and spirit in a very supervised, nurturing setting. And we, we primarily serve older adults over 55. Um, I'd like to say right now at our center here in Hopkins, we have a range of folks from 56 to 96 and our average age falling in the high 70s. Um, but our, our participants who come, we call members, Lori, um, attend a minimum of two to five days a week for a six-hour day, and that's Monday through Friday. And members come from a variety of settings. So some may be living independently, uh, others with a spouse or partner. Um, also those who have moved in and live with their children, as well as um, members who come from an assisted living or a group home setting. And really they come to open circle and adult day for um, a, a lot of people come for socialization is a big thing they come for. Um, But our centers offer therapeutic programming. We have a daily exercise program, certainly leisure activities, social connections. And we also offer nursing uh, oversight. And uh, while they're here, they have a full hot lunch and two snacks a day. Um, but we also attend to any physical needs that they may have. So, some members will need assistance with personal cares or medication administration or foot care. Um, and they also will receive some health monitoring and counseling and education from our staff nurse. And we really look at um, the time a member spends engaged at Open Circle provides that respite for their care partners um, at home or wherever they are. And those are just equally um, important and one of our goals, you know, to achieve. So um, we have the three locations in Hopkins, Minneapolis, and Apple Valley. And we also have two affiliated locations in Princeton and Buffalo. So, um, you know, we're we're kind of spread out a little bit. But that's kind of a little capsule of our Adult Day program. And you know, I think we can talk more about some of those aspects.
0: Well, I love that you guys are open six hours a day because to you know, one of the biggest complaints I'm hearing from people is a one, a lot of the adult day services kind of wet kerplunk and haven't come back since the pandemic. And the ones that have, have really shortened their time span. And a lot of them are down to like three hours. And they said, it's just not worth their while, the care partners, to get ready, drive over, try to find something to do, and then have to come right back again and and start all over. And so there, many people are missing that longer timeframe that you guys have available. So I'm so glad to have you guys on the show Um, to help expand that because it is a massive, massive need uh, for for families, both for the person with dementia, and their care partner, uh, like you said. Now, Cora, can you, you know, share with us maybe a a story or two about the, you know, open circle and, um, you know, just your general philosophy, um, you know, at at your communities? Yeah, definitely.
2: So, Open Circle actually kind of started with a company called Augustana Care, just to give you a little brief history. Um, and then in 2018, Augustana Care merged with Elam Care, and our company is called Cassia now. So, when those two companies merged back in 2018, combined they had about 210 years of service, and most of our sites are you know long term care centers and assisted livings, but then there were three adult day programs called Open Circle and then when we merged with Elam, they had the two sites that Terry mentioned in Princeton and Buffalo. so there are five of us, and Hopkins has been around um the longest for sure of the open circles last year they just celebrated their fortieth anniversary, which was pretty cool. It was a fun celebration I got to be part of um they terry could speak more to it but they did this wonderful mural um and to commemorate the 40 years and it's just beautiful um apple valley and the heritage park which is in minneapolis are a little younger we came around i'm in apple valley came around in 2010 and then heritage park opened in 2012 and hopkins has also not only been open the longest they're the largest they are serving up to 55 members a day whereas the apple valley and minneapolis locations are around 25 would be a a full house for us in apple valley 25 would be um but we really try to provide the best care person-centered care that we can we really like to get to know our members before they start what their routines are what their likes and dislikes are so that the staff can come together and plan a well-balanced day of of things that they like to do it's not what we want to do it's what our our members want to do and so we plan our calendar a month ahead of time we get together as a team and it's always fun to see what our members are interested in. And that's what we're going to put on the calendar. Like um, last week, it was National Aviation Day. So one of our members used to build airplanes and fly his own airplane. So we took pictures of all that and got his history and made a slideshow and presented it to the group. And it was just really cool to feature that individual and what that person's interests and past history is all about. And we do a lot of life celebration at our day program Um, and we just really like to focus on individual strengths and what their interests are um, in in our activities as we're planning our day Um, and then people that come to our day center like um, Terry mentioned not only is it just a really um, full therapeutic day of activities there's also other services that we can offer we do have a nurse on staff a few days a week we have a certified nursing assistant as well and so we can help with other things medications and bathing and that sort of stuff and so for payment you know people will pay privately but there's also long-term care insurance that will cover adult day services the VA will support adult day services, and then there's different waiver programs as well, like elderly waiver, alternative care grant, and Caddy waiver. So there's there is a handful of different ways that can cover adult day services.
0: Wonderful, thank you. Um, I, I'm going to ask this question to both uh, Cora and Terry, um, and Terry, if you want to go first. And that is, can you talk about how Adult Day services really engage the lives of people with dementia? And, you know, are, is your clientele um, varied or does everyone have dementia? That might be something that we should probably clarify for people too.
1: Yeah. Sure. So I would say probably a good 70% of our members have. Some type of memory loss or dementia or cognitive loss or dementia. Um, So, you know, I think how we really engage our members is we really create a very welcoming, accepting environment where members have the opportunity to develop new friendships, use their skills, and strengthen their ability to remain vital in the larger community. And you know, sometimes when somebody is um, on a dementia journey, right, they lose some of their former connections and they can they can become more isolated. And so that welcoming and accepting environment is really critical. And um, and then having that larger community that they almost begin to retreat from. And just as an example, I would, you know, to illustrate this, there were one of our members, um, she was living in Florida, living with Alzheimer's with her spouse. He passed away, and her daughter, who lived in Minnesota, decided that they would move mom to live with them. And so mom came here, and while she was really um, grieving the loss of her for so many years um, she was also grieving her community she loved living in Florida she loved her community of friends and suddenly she was here and while she gained that you know ultimate family support she didn't have those outside connections and so coming to open circle it just opened up for her a whole community and she she's made friends, and she tells us on a regular basis how we we saved her life. And uh, you know she comes back from a vacation, and she's excited to be back. And so she she now serves as a an ambassador for our new people when they come in. Um, and you know she started out as two days a week, and she comes five days a week, right? Because um, she really enjoys the. Um, larger community aspect of it and having those friendships again. And I think when you provide opportunities for people living with dementia to have their own connections and engagement outside of their care partner or family, it also allows that care partner to enjoy their respite time, to be an individual outside of their role as that care partner. Again, which I said is really equally important. I mean, I think a a, a big thing of what we do um, at Open Circle is we focus on our members' strengths rather than their losses or diagnoses, all the while supporting their identity, which really gives them a sense of purpose. And again, I, I mean, I could talk probably for, you know, this whole hour about different member stories, but I, I will at least tell a couple more because I think it's so important to illustrate when somebody comes and we we worked, you know, with them to um, kind of support their identity, right? So we we probably about five months ago... Um, a new member joined and he, the minute you meet him, you know, he'll say I'm 45 times two plus three. Right. (laughs) And I, (laughs) I played the accordion for 81 years and he has cut CDs and he's traveled internationally to perform and he just loves playing the accordion. Mm -hmm. So we give him the opportunity to perform and play the accordion weekly. So he plays during an afternoon period every week. And since then, he's joined with, we have another member who came, and he was a magician and also top magic. So now the two of them have paired up, and the accordionist does the sound effects for the magic show. So they perform once a month. And now it's gone a step further, and they're going to take it on the road. And at the end of this month, they will be going to our Minneapolis Heritage Park location to do their show. And in exchange, there's a member coming from our Minneapolis location to do a show in Hopkins because she performed as a clown in the circus and was also an elephant handler. So she will come and share her story and her experiences. And those things are just so great for helping these people find that sense of purpose and identity. Um, Another example I'd love to share is we have um, had a member who was an elementary school principal for 32 years. And so some of those behaviors, right, of, of his work were so ingrained that when he came to open circle, he regularly walked up and down the halls and he was always greeting other members, other uh, visitors who came, and he just lit up and really he talked about all of us as though we were his staff still at school. And you know, when he'd come into like a focus group session where there was facilitation he absolutely lit up. You know, it was just the perfect place for him. And then a step further, he would remember that he worked his way through college as a janitor. And he had his own sweeper in the front and our front entryway. And every day he made it his job to make sure that entryway was spotless, you know, with his sweeper. And so, all of that again gives him purpose, right? And that sense of purpose and identity. And that just makes a life worth living, right? When we're doing those kinds of things. So I will let Cora go on. I, I like I said, I could tell stories for this whole hour. So
0: I love that. Cora. I love how you guys are really tapping into um you know, your individuals and what, you know, what they've done in the past, what brings them joy, and then spreading that it really, you know, it's such a nice sense of inclusion, um, empowerment, and then, you know, joy for everyone. Um, What a what a great accomplishment. I mean, that a lot of people say they're person centered, but I mean, you guys are really at the heart of what that means. Um, so, Cora, go ahead and add on. I can't wait to hear um, other other sure.
2: have to share. Yeah. So, I when I was kind of listening to what Terry was saying, I was thinking about how you know, and like I said before too, about how we really focus on what people their their past and their history and what they like to do, and try to provide opportunities for them to continue to do that and thrive. But I think another thing that I really like is to see them try new things that they've never done before. Um, You know, they do fill out a social history and a leisure inventory before they enroll and we look through it and what do they like. But it's always interesting when you we we often provide, you know, a, a choice of activities. So in the afternoon, there might be a painting group in one area of the center and then the other one they might be playing an active game and we might think that this person would choose the active game because they like sports and this and that and they've never done painting before but people surprise you and I love when people try new things and they'll try that painting group and they find out at the age of 75 that they absolutely love painting or they absolutely love poetry or songwriting or something like that. So it's really cool to see people try new things and in open circles a place that gives you that opportunity and an opportunity to be successful at it. Because sometimes on the other side of it, something that you have been really good at your whole life, like maybe you did play the piano, and we would think, oh yeah, they probably want to be in our our music group um, or be in our band or our songwriting group. But then sometimes if that skill has changed and they know they were really good at it at one time, we can't assume that they want to do that because it might be hard for them to, to engage in an activity that they used to. So it's just always like keeping an open mind, giving people choices and letting them decide what they want to do is, is really what we do at open circle. Um, And then I think just another reason why our members, we engage them and improve their lives is just by the staff that we have. Um, We, I think we have the best staff there are, there is. um, We just really focus on hiring compassionate people with good hearts that wanna make a difference in people's lives. And so I think just really having the best team to support our members is really important for me and then once we find the perfect person to join our team we focus a lot of our staff training on Tepa Snow's positive approach to care it we just I really identify with it and we think it works really well and we have actually have some certified coaches and trainers with Tepa Snow's positive approach to care on our Team, I've actually been a certified coach for four years now, and it's a certification that you get. It's and you have to renew it every single year. You have a mentor, and we're actually gonna, we got a grant to get more of our staff certified coaches and trainers. So this coming September, we'll be able to have up to 12 more uh, employees that will have that more intense training. Uh, All of our staff get some training, but then there's the more. Um, focused in it training to become certified. Um, Tippa Snow is her background is occupational therapy, and she really understands dementia really, really well, and how the brain changes and how it impacts every part of their life, to their vision, to their speech. And if we can understand how the brain is changing and at what different state our members are living in then we can adapt things and support them the best way we can. And another thing that's important to us, too, is that we're doing things with our members. We're not doing them for our members. And that has even changed our language a little bit. Like We often, and I will still say caregiver, but we try to change our language to care partner because, You're doing things together. It's a partnership. You're not doing something for someone. And just because the person is living with dementia doesn't mean they can't participate in that process anymore. So, doing techniques that she teaches us, like hand under hand, when you're assisting someone living with dementia, so you really do feel like you're in a partnership with that person. You're not just doing something to them. Um, So, I think having a really good team uh, and we just all feel like one big happy family really um together I it I think it makes a big difference for us and I've been in Apple Valley now for 11 years and I didn't even really know what adult day was when I applied to work there and it it's just an incredible thing it's hard to describe it even um I you know my first day at work, everybody was so kind and caring, and i 'll never forget that first day because i hadn't necessarily had that nurturing environment in an employer before, and it just I just felt like I was exactly right where I needed to be so it it the staff get a lot out of it as well.
1: Thank you back on that, Lori, because um, well, Cora's been you know here a long time i i've been In adult day for about a year and a half, and I did a big shift in my uh, later life career here, Um, probably three years prior to this, I worked for a couple assisted living and memory support communities after more of a marketing sales operations management career and um, the shift is incredible I can't I, I can sum it up in one word and I call it joy um having landed in in adult day there is nothing like it i um it is just i i have since day one up until every day i come in and there's always joy to experience here and um, we do have an incredible staff um you know i i think cora really summed it up but the folks we have everybody is so compassionate and i think that's part of Part of that is is how we create that very safe, trusting environment for our members. And when they're in that environment, they have that sense of belonging with staff and other members, right? And that's how you grow relationships and trust and everything. So, um, you know, I always tell people you just got to come and see, come for a tour because uh a lot of people out there don't know about adult day but it's a it's a pretty fabulous world
0: it is well and when you have when you have good staff and happy staff i mean that just rolls over too and so that's huge it sounds like uh at open circle you're opening minds and your opening hearts and that's a pretty pretty cool thing if you just tuned in we are talking with uh, open circle adult day services And you can always visit their website at opencircle.org. They have um, several locations and you can also find them on Facebook at Open Circle Adult Day Services. But if you go to the website, you'll get all the the phone numbers and locations uh, easily accessible along with more information on them. We're going to hear next from... Elaine, whose husband actually attends. so we we've heard from the staff, so let's hear hear from the family now. Elaine, I, I would love you to share your story of what brought you to open Circle. How do you even find out about it and, and what what are some of the benefits that you've you've found?
3: Okay, I want to tell you a little bit about Marv and my journey um, about Alzheimer's because he was diagnosed in 2011 at age 67 with mild cognitive impairment, and at the time they said probably going into Alzheimer's. So we lived with it quite well for a number of years, and as we were noticing changes and Marv was getting bored just at home, it was the questions of... tell me what we're doing today what are we doing today what are we going to do tomorrow and it was like okay how busy can we be and um a little bored at home um so i was kind of looking for something that would interest marv and he's a very social person um, he has his phd in chemistry he taught um, on the college level he was a dean um, but he was always active in church in the community just loved being around people. So it was like, okay, what can we do? And um, I kind of talked to a few people, but actually um, through Health Partners Center for Memory and Aging, I heard about Open Circle. So um, I thought, well, let's go find out what this is all about. And then I found out that there was an Open Circle at Heritage Park, which is only About two and a half miles from where we live, and I thought, how convenient is that? Um, So I set up an appointment for a tour and um, just to see if this would be a fit for Marv, if he might be comfortable with it, if I was comfortable with him being there, but I also knew knew that I needed a time off from the day-to-day caregiving for someone with Alzheimer's, that I needed time for myself, time to maybe make, oh, have lunch with a friend because I couldn't leave Marv home alone. He always was accompanying me for everything we did. And we've always done everything together. But it was like we needed maybe some time apart, and he needed more socialization. So um, I have just, listening to Cora and Terry, just reinforced so many of the things that I've experienced as a care partner, observing a little bit of open circle, and I've and this helped me be a little mouse on the wall as to what happens those six hours. And Marv is there because he's always happy when I pick him up. He's always had a good time, but he doesn't always remember what he's done. So that has been. Um, so this is just being in this phone conversation has just helped me to reinforce why MARV's that open circle and how good we feel about it. Um, Just the caring community with the staff and the participants, they do form a caring community. And that was just so evident from what Cora and Terry were saying. Um, What I really like is I like to see that the staff is always the same staff. There doesn't seem to be a lot of turnover, which speaks highly of the job that they're doing, the training they get, how they love what they're doing, and again the word joy comes to mind so that just all those things are just such fun to hear. Um, and I feel that when I'm when I'm there. Um, And I'm just going to say, this is what happens when I drive, drop Marv off in the morning. When I take him to open circle, very often he is either singing "Good Morning." He will, do you remember the old um, serial jingle, "Good Morning, Good Morning, the best to you each morning." <laughs> K E double. Marv will sing that to everybody. <laughs> so it's just like, okay. And when I pick him up, he often will sing. Happy trails to you until we meet again. So he loves to sing. And that to me is just like, okay, he's, he feels good. He's welcomed. He wants to feel welcome. He wants to participate. So all those things as the care partner, dropping your loved one off, wondering, you know, am I doing the right thing for them, um, is just reinforced with the joy you hear from the staff, what they've just shared, but also seeing the participants. Um, but I'm going to say one more thing about um, our initial appointment. And I was just really impressed with what we were seeing and hearing about Open Circle and their philosophy, their structure, what their day was like, and and all that. Um, but what really convinced us that open circle was going to be the right fit for Marv was when we were leaving. All the members were sitting in a circle. And as we passed by that circle to walk out, one of the members called out to us, come join our circle of love. And to this day, every time I share that story, I get choked up. And I get this wonderful feeling in my heart that that's what open circle is all about. The circle of love.
0: Wow, that you got me teary eyed on that one. (laughs) That's powerful. That's really powerful. And when you, you know, when you talk about, you know, he wants to go and he's happy when he leaves. I mean. That just, I would imagine, just alleviates such stress on you, because I think that's one of the biggest angst people, you know, family members have, is are, are they liking it, or or what are they going to be like when I pick them up again, or if it's an argument getting out the door and, and, you know, dragging them out. I mean, you hear some of those stories, too, and and that's not your situation, and how that, you know, gives... I would imagine some peace of mind to you and then to give you, like you said, that respite where you have some time to yourself as well. He gets to socialize and and have his friends and gives you a little flexibility as well. I would think that's gotta be pretty, um, pretty wonderful for you too. Yeah, it really is. And the other
3: thing that Cora and Terry both emphasized is this is what Marv has always said, about his Alzheimer's, don't tell me what I can't do. Tell me what I can do. Mm -hmm. And that, again, that's another reason that the people at Open Circle get that. Mm
0: -hmm. They're
3: looking for ways of having people still being able to do what they can do. And so often it's it's the negatives, but we have to reinforce that positive part.
0: Well, I love that too. And I think I think it was Cora that said, you know, not only do we try things that they've they've done in the past, but we try new things because a lot of times those barriers I, I this is how I put it and and you know, Cora and, and Terry, tell me your thoughts. But I think a lot of times those those barriers of fear of judgment of what are people going to say if I try to paint or if I try something new and I'm not good at it, you know, as dementia um, progresses, you know, they're not worried about that stuff anymore. And they just get in the zone and they enjoy whatever, whatever it is. And, and I think that that, um, you know, that doesn't inhibit them maybe like it used to. Cora, your thoughts on that?
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. I was just thinking about how Open Circle is definitely a place of non-judgment. And, when you know, it, it is a safe space to try new things. And it's a really safe place to fail at things, too. I mean, everybody's encouraging each other, usually, and, and friendly and kind. And um, everybody just gets to be who they are. They get to come and be who they are. They don't have to try to pretend they're... L- or hide anything, you know. They just get to be exactly who they are, and then we we do we focus on what they can do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, and like you said, it's okay to fail. I mean, life. If we don't succeed at everything yeah. that we do. Exactly. Sometimes you're gonna look at it and go, "Well, that didn't work out." You, you know. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And stuff. Um, Terry, anything you wanted to add on that?
1: Yeah, I, I was just gonna add. I I I love the fact that you know. People will try new things, but one of the things I notice is oftentimes when people come in a for a tour, right? They're still not there. They may be, you know, in a stage where they're still very conscientious, maybe of um, some of the things they're experiencing losses in, right? So they're very hesitant, and when they look around at folks, they might put themselves all above, like I don't need that, but. At the same time inside, I know that part of them are like, there's there's some intimidation, right? Like, I don't know if I can do that. I mean, we have some pretty dynamic programming, right? And what I always tell them, I use as an example, is the thing I love is, you know, we do a lot of uh, games, for example, you know, table games, cards, dice, and everything. And I said, you know, I always... Uh, What I love is you can come in the room and uh, you have a program person who knows all the rules or knows and gets everybody playing because I said, I always have these high intentions like let's have a family game night and I haven't played the game for two years and then I have to read all the instructions and by the time I read the instructions on how to play the game, I don't want to play anymore. And I go, that's the beauty here. You just come in and you have these people who are there and can help you do the game. You know, to take away that kind of fear factor also of trying new things, because sometimes people come and go, well, I don't know how to do that. And we really get set in. It's, it's about enjoying the process, right? Even like with our creative programmings and our art and, you know, It's it's not about the end result. It's really about the process along the way. And so we create beautiful artwork doing a lot of group projects, right? And everybody can participate in their own piece of it. So it's just, it really opens it up for people to be able to participate. And, you know, whether they've lost feeling judged or they still do feel judged, it really makes that go away.
0: For sure. Um, Terry, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, when families come, um, you know, you, you had just said they can be mm-hmm. in different different uh, processes, uh, you know, during that time. But, you know, what are members looking for and what are care partners really looking for when they take a tour and how does the admission yeah. process in a first day you know, look like? I think those are questions that that people are probably wondering about.
1: Yeah. So, um, I might've mentioned earlier, but before anybody can be accepted as a member into Open Circle, they have to come for a tour. And that just gives people an opportunity to understand what a day in the life at Open Circle looks like. And the fact that we offer, uh, structure and routine during the day but we also offer those choices within that and so we typically have a member come in to a tour when we're having different programming going on that they get to do some observation um and and then we really meet back and we discuss what um what they what they saw what they liked um and then if they so some of the folks, like I mentioned earlier, if somebody is earlier on in a dementia journey, they may look around and say, I don't need this uh, or all the other people have more needs than I do. Or they're older than I am or some something where they don't connect themselves to it. and. Um, But what we find more and more is that, and so they may wait, they may say this isn't the time, but what what we hear quite often from our families and our care partners is, oh my gosh, I wish we had started earlier, or I wish I had found you earlier, Um, because it's, you know, we do have a variety of levels of where people come in, but we have some very high functioning to people who have moved along in their uh, dementia journey. And so, you know, again, what we reinforce with them is we are meeting them with what they can still do coming into the program. So, they decide, uh, do they want to, you know, join Open Circle? And there is certainly some paperwork that needs to be completed. And then they ha- we have to schedule their days that they will come because we do have, um, it's not like a drop-in center. They must commit to a minimum of two days a week. And So we set the schedule and then when the participant begins, and part of that paperwork is what Cora mentioned before, we do get a social history and then, you know, interest inventory. So when we take somebody in, um, we share that with our entire staff. Our staff is prepped before somebody comes in um, and, and learns about that person. So when they come in on their first day, we assign them an ambassador. So it's another member who really kind of becomes their partner for the day to kind of help orient them to the basics and how things work. Staff, of course, also works to uh, help people, especially as they're new. So when we're giving, you know, program choices, we can help kind of orient them because some may be more confused with the the schedule for the day. So you do have that support. And then there may be some care partners that will, you know, ask, can I come in? Can I start the day with my member? You know, I'm just like dropping them off for their, you know, a first day of school kind of thing. And, and we absolutely are open to them coming in. They might come in and start and have coffee with, you know, the peers that are sitting at the table with them. Um, so, and then, you know, we do a brief um, first day report on how things went. Um, so, you know, that's a little bit of a nutshell, what it looks like to come to Open Circle. And, and then we figure logistics, if people... Uh, do not have private transportation. We utilize Metro Mobility for transportation as well.
0: Okay, great. And Cora, how about you know the family members, the care partners? Um, how does Open Circle support them?
2: Yeah, there is a variety of different ways that we can support the care partner. I think first off, we just really do have an open door policy. I know that during COVID, when we were open, kind of at half capacity, uh, care partners weren't able to come in the day center. And that was really strange for us. (laughs) They just had to drop them off at the door and go. And we're just so used to people coming in, greeting us, you know, checking in. Not every person is going to have something to share when they come and go. But, you know, somebody might say, oh, you know, he had a rough night last night, he might be extra tired, or, you know, we're just always available to check in with people and so that they feel safe with us, they feel like they trust us, because it is a big deal to drop off, you know, someone you care about for the day and and then know that they might not be able to tell you exactly what happened. So we really want to have an open, that open door policy to establish really authentic trusting relationships um people don't have to necessarily make appointments to come and talk to us about something and then the next step is we do quarterly care conferences that are a little bit more formal so every three months we're going to check in with people see how things are going at home if there's been any changes how things are going at open circle and there usually isn't any surprises because we we keeping close connection, you know, on a regular basis. So when the, when it's time for the care conference to come around, there's generally not a lot of big surprises, but it is a more scheduled set aside time to go over anything that they want to talk about. And um, we set long and short-term goals for our members. So we, we review those not only with the families, but as a staff, to to make sure they're meeting their goals. Do they need a new goal? Do they need to change their goal? And that's what those care conferences are all about too. And then in the Hopkins, at the Hopkins location, there's a licensed social worker there and she does a little bit more of formal stuff as well to support care partners. She has a care consultation and that is, there is a fee for that. Um, It's based off of a sliding scale and she can meet with care partners to really, help them gain knowledge and skills and tools that are tailored to each individual situation. And then she also leads a support group. So uh, a more formal support group that's scheduled regularly that gets together. And so those are some other ways that we can support care partners. And then another one of my favorites is just because people are bringing their members there and they're they're running into each other as they're dropping people off and picking people up, people start to form their own relationships outside of us, outside of the staff and the center directors. You'll see uh, a daughter of someone and a wife of someone who I look out and they, oh, 30 minutes have passed, but they're still outside talking or, you know, they, they truly understand what each other is living with and going through that they can be their they can start to kind of have these informal support groups. And I know at one time we had some ladies that would go out for coffee after they dropped the member off at open circle and they just kind of formed their own, their own support group. And so I like to see when relationships start building outside of just us at the day center, because when you are, caring for someone living with dementia, you really need to make your circle as big as possible because it's it's tough. It's very tough.
0: Yeah. And I, I would say it goes past support groups. It really is friendships. That's that yeah. what I have seen. And, oh. you know, so many people lose their friends. They They drop away because things have changed or they're uncomfortable and don't know what to do. And Um, I know in my memory cafe, I would see that all the time, you know, when we were meeting in person, um, you know, they would go out for lunch or dinner or go for a walk, or they were always doing something or could pick up the phone and, and talk to one another at any time, and uh, day or night, because the other person knew and they were just a good, solid friend Uh, that could support them. And and that's a pretty cool thing. Elaine, anything you'd like to say before we wrap up? Anything you want to add?
3: Well, I would just say is that, you know, you get this diagnosis and it's, um, it's, it's life-changing, but we have a group um, that's not with Open Circle that we've met over the years. Everybody has, you know, just two, two other couples and this is our, we call ourselves lemonade friends because out of lemons, you make lemonade. And I think this is what Open Circle does for so many people. Out of those lemons, you're going to make lemonade because it's going to be not only good for you, it's going to be good for the partner you have who has the Alzheimer's.
0: Wonderful. I, lo- I love that. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, in wrapping up, I hope everyone found this information well. Um, Really enlightening. I I think you guys gave us just a ton of great information on why people should be looking into adult day services. And if you're here in Minnesota, definitely you're going to want to check out Open Circle. Um, And again, you can reach them by going to the website, which is opencircle.org. You can also, there's phone numbers and locations on their website. You can check them out on on Facebook as well, and I would really encourage our listeners to be, you know, a giver of hope, like, click, and share the show, not for Alzheimer's Speaks, but for all the people that need this information, and there are plenty of people in your own circle that are dealing with this, but haven't really talked about it, because there's a discomfort when we feel like we have lost some of our skill sets and how are people going to react there can be even some embarrassment and shame which, you know, is one of the stigmas we're trying to get rid of there so Let them know there's fun and there's hope and there's engagement and friendships and and people and organizations out there, you know, willing to support them. So again, ladies, I want to thank you so much for your time today. And um, I want to thank, you know, the organization Open Circle for having adult day and still continuing with that six hours a day that is so critical for so many people. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank thank you. Thank you.